Well, welcome to The Journey. Um, my name is Kevin Polkin, and I am the host of The Journey. And um, with The Journey, we focus on um, actually the inspiration of Joseph Campbell's work, The Hero's Journey. And we we talk about that and, and have individuals, have guests come on to share their story of transformation or share stories of how they may have had obstacles in their life and what did they learn by going through uh, the experience of a setback or an obstacle or, or a change that's happened. And then where are they at now as a result of what they learned about themselves that they wouldn't have learned if that obstacle or that setback wouldn't have happened. And so um, so today I have a special guest, uh, Tammy Scott. And then uh, I see that Tammy, your your name is hyphenated. So uh, could you could you say your say your full name for us? Yeah. Tammy Scott Bogard. Bogard. Okay. So, uh, well, Tammy, welcome. Welcome to the journey. And so, uh, so I know we've met a couple times and, and then most recently within the last about six weeks or so, I had an opportunity to visit your, uh, uh, Forest City Float, and that was a wonderful experience, and, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But before we start with that, um, maybe, Tammy, if you could share maybe a little bit about yourself, um, maybe starting with, if you have an opportunity to have fun, what does Tammy do for fun? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Tammy goes bike riding. <laughs> okay, okay, perfect, great. Yeah. And do you like do you like to, uh, biking on like just like on on the bike path itself, or in the woods, or does it or it doesn't matter as long as you're on a bike? Um, the trails are best, but lately we've been doing a lot of um, uh, paved trails. Gotcha. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. How how long ago did you get into biking? Oh goodness, I've biked my whole life. Okay. Um, yeah. Since I was a you know a kid, <laughs> pretty much, um, yeah. and then my husband and I now have fat tire bikes. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, there was a time frame of about fifteen years where I did triathlons, and so that's uh, uh, another part of my my past. Okay. Um, so triathlons wow that's a, that's a whole that's a whole thing in itself of of training for a triathlon as well as obviously you know doing a, a doing a full triathlon that's a that's a that's i give you a lot of credit for that <laughs> so, yeah. so i've always you, done these types of things my whole life gotcha and are you from the rockford area yes yep. okay yep. and 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 where'd you go to high school i went to jefferson high school Okay. All right. And, and so, um, and did you uh, compete in sports or were involved with uh, activities when you were at Jefferson? I did not. I was the, I was the person that went home with a stack of six books, whether or not I had homework. Okay. <laughs> okay. I would be the last person you would think that would eventually do the triathlon. Um, very academic in my brain. Um, I thought I wanted to be an accountant and then um, kind of dabbled in that area for a little bit and found myself gritting my teeth a lot mm. while I was working and figured that sitting at a desk is probably not going to be the life for me. And so uh, when I got married um, and we went out to San Diego, I started to um, get interested in uh, weightlifting and, uh, and running. Mm. And so 
eventually that's where the triathlons came in because that's a wonderful way to train and, and great effects that you get by doing that as well. Um, I became a personal fitness trainer in 1991 and okay, then okay. interested in yoga in 2000 and started teaching yoga in 2003. Um, then I got exposed to acupressure here in town, um, got interested in that. I started practicing that, uh, learning that in 2007 and um, became a Jin Shin Do registered uh, acupressurist in 2012. Um, somewhere around 2014, I got interested in singing bowls. Yep, yep. <laughs> and so um, started uh, uh, dabbling in becoming a singing bowl artist, and I do that here at the studio for meditations. Um, I'm a meditation teacher. I've been meditating since I was 24 years old. Uh, <laughs> so, and now, um, because of my oldest son's suggestion, um, we've brought flotation therapy and infrared saunas into the mix of what we offer here at Forest Float and Namaste Studios. And that probably is the big topper on all of it. <laughs> Got you. Okay. And um, so uh, I know we're going to talk about the flotation uh, pods, but uh, infrared sauna, is that what you said? Yep. And so tell us a little bit about that. Uh, yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. Here's what I love about infrared saunas. Okay. Um, you you have a lot of people who do them during the winter time because they can give you the same as the same good effects that the sun gives you without getting tan or burned. Um, so the uplifting and good effects that 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 being in the sun can give you through the infrared light. So for people who are affected by sad seasonal affective disorder, it's really good for that. Um, it can be good for detoxification because obviously you're sweating. But what most people don't realize is that it's also a decent cardiovascular exercise because your heart is starting to beat faster so that it can try to cool you off, even though that's futile because you're in a hot box. <laughs> sure, um, yeah. But your heart rate goes up and you actually get a cardiovascular workout. Mm. And then to even top that, uh, because I am such a science nerd. <laughs> um, your mitochondria. Are you familiar with what your mitochondria are? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I re I'm remembering back to my bodybuilding days and my uh, in my uh, in my biology and science classes in college. Yeah. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, people shout, "The powerhouse are your cells." Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. So. Um, Sometimes our mitochondria can become damaged um, through things that we do, our environment, environmental toxins. Um, and so what happens is the infrared light not only helps us repair damaged mitochondria that doesn't want to do the energy production that it's supposed to do for us, um, but it also can create more mitochondria. Mm, okay. And mitochondria are actually microbes and bacteria. Actually don't have the same DNA as we do. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. So, so 
with, so I, I've, we have clients that come to KP that um, struggle with seasonal affect disorder. And, um, and then others, individuals may, who struggle with their immune system, uh, maybe, uh, you know, compromised, not only because, well, maybe, maybe it has a lot to do with not being able to be out in the sun and, and be outside as often um, in, in the winter months. And so infrared sauna would would help those individuals who's um, obviously the seasonal affect disorder, but then also um, uh, individuals whose uh, immune system may be compromised because of the lack of vitamin D or lack of sun exposure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, immune boosting effect. Okay. And that, and, and that could be even from an aspect of like a psoriasis, eczema, um, those types of, uh, skin, skin are seen more of a, the symptoms are related to skin. Um, but it's really the, now research is showing us that it's an autoimmune, um, uh, something compromised with the autoimmune system. Okay. Yes. So this is bonus. I didn't, I wasn't expecting to learn this today. So, okay. Well, perfect. Well, tell, well, okay. So, and maybe you just kind of leaked it out just a second there um, about how did this person who aspired at one point to be an accountant now all of a sudden, maybe from the outside would be seen more as an alternative therapist or healer. Um, yeah. So how did that come about? How, how did, I mean, because as a general rule, we don't usually think of accountants as individuals who are attracted to and drawn to alternative therapies. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, you might even agree with this, Kevin, that um, I really believe that when people start to get interested in health and fitness, health and wellness, they usually enter into some type of an aerobic capacity and a weightlifting or strength building type of activity. Um, and previous to that, we really just run around not really caring or knowing how it works inside of this body. <laughs> yep. True. Yep. And so I find often that physical activity is this gateway to spirituality in that we all of a sudden notice that there's this miracle happening inside of us. And when I say miracle, there's a lot of science involved, but, but it's just millions of things happening all at one time. And it's pretty mind blowing. So it takes us inward. It's that invitation inward. And it was that invitation inward that then had me looking at yoga and meditation. And I can remember early on meditating with my young sons and, and, and really realizing that when you meditate, you're starting to access and utilize spaces of your brain that you wouldn't have normally used before. And so when I was growing up, being so maybe much more on that analytical um, left brain, mm -hmm. doing masculine, uh, yoga and meditation opens me up to more of my right side brain, my, my creativity, um, my being, my feminine side. So I think yes. that has a lot to do with it. <laughs> yeah, okay. And, and I know that what you just, an aspect of what you described 
reflects my journey as well. Um, I, you know, having, you know, grown up and especially with weightlifting and contact sports um, were my main um, introduced early on uh, grade school with, with, with football and then weightlifting starting when I was 11. Um, and then that later led to bodybuilding. There was that, there was that aspect of wanting to learn um, more. I remember getting a book from the North Suburban Library about yoga and meditation um, because I was uh, would watch Bruce Lee movies and uh, the old Caradine uh, uh, movie, uh, Kung Fu, the series that was on TV. And I, I was drawn and attracted to that. And but there was a there was an element that you know, with when just with what you said earlier about how fascinating our bodies were, I still was very much in the mindset of how could I get my body to produce certain outcomes that I wanted it to produce. Um, it, it wasn't until later um, what, did I start trying to uh, kind of live in relationship with my body instead of instead of it being a machine that I wanted it to perform mm-hmm. for me. So, um, yeah. which is a whole nother story, right? So. Um, <laughs> But um, so so I, I'm I want to I want to get into uh, flotation tanks or flotation pods and and talk about that and um, and yeah, tell me about your experience, how you got introduced to it, and 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 what have you seen along the ways, and um, yeah, tell us about that, or, or maybe first also just tell us what are flotation pods and flotation tanks. All righty. So um, flotation therapy is a, a high solution of Epsom salt or magnesium sulfate, um, you know, like uh, in relationship to the water that you put it in. Uh, there are many different styles of flotation therapy. Uh, we have pods here at the studio. So they're round, um, they're large, they have a lid that opens, you get in and close the lid. Um, other facilities have open pools that are like nine foot in diameter. Um, and, and there are a few other styles. Um, they used to be much smaller. They used to be much, I'm going to say sketchier (laughs) 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 because a lot of them were homemade. Mm. Um, now the production of, of flotation pods has come state of art. There, there aren't any, um, uh, uh, 90 degree angles. So everything's smooth inside, very easy to clean, very easy to keep clean. So in our flotation pods, uh, we have 200 gallons of water and 1000 pounds of Epsom salt. And it's 10 inches of water because the unit is inside, it's seven foot by five. It's very spacious. And then the lid or the, the ceiling of the unit is about four and a half feet above your your face as you're looking up. So there's there's uh, no need for people to feel that claustrophobic feel that they might have felt in the units of the past. Mm, okay. Gotcha. And I and I I remember the first time I had ever uh, done any float was the late 90s. Um, my spiritual mentor had uh, a flotate uh, a, a flotation and it, and it reminded it was smaller than than the pods that 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 you have and it reminded me of more like the size I think um, of like a, a tanning bed and and so it reminded me more of that type of style. I remember uh, Joe 
telling me about it when he got when he got his um uh, flotation tank uh what is what he referred to it as is that he was uh the end he was the individual who was bringing me through um uh mentoring me with lakota ceremonies and and we would do a nipi or sweat lodge ceremony on his on his property and he would he would talk about that this was an alternative to doing um the the sweat lodge and as in and because the 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 essence of of traditional nipi is that this dome like right that would some depending on how big you would make it uh, could be multiple people in there and then you would bring hot rocks inside and put um water on it that, and that was where the steam would come from was to represent um the womb of mother earth and and you would and and it was a, it's a spiritual experience even though if i'm being transparent the first few times i did it or maybe even more than that it felt like more like an endurance test that it did uh um <laughs> it, it to, to again i wanted i wanted to endure this to say that i had done it it wasn't until later that i re- would let go and 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 then were able to um have more of the spiritual experience um uh, you know from it but that was how joe originally described to me um uh the float and was that it was going to be have similar characteristics to uh, a sweat uh sweat lodge ceremony or an ep obviously it's singular so that's that's a different part of it um but i i, I probably even bef- before that if i go back to college i had a professor that was um at Illinois State that that focused on uh, was heavily influenced by Carl Jung and we were studying the uh the conscious and unconscious and the collective unconscious and when when she was focusing on the collective unconscious she had as a class we watched a movie an old movie with William Hurt in it um called Altered States and yeah. that that was I don't know if you've ever seen that movie but that was a whole different kind of version of a flotation tank um and that was that was vertical um and, and that that particular oh, yeah. tank yeah and, and again this was this was filmed in the 70s so um and it was at um that that particular flotation tank in the movie was described as if it was at um at a university and they were doing experiments with it and so um but uh that that was my early introduction to to flotation and uh and i guess float therapy even though that wasn't what it was referred to at least when i was doing it so so i know there was uh some articles that you had sent me recently um about the the mental health and the emotional health of of the of doing float therapy so maybe talk a little bit about that about what are some of the mental and emotional uh, and as well physical benefits of float therapy yeah well i i do want to also comment on um something that you just mentioned that when you started to do the sweat lodge and also maybe when you started to do the floating as well um, that there was, it felt like an endurance factor. Like there was, a, you had to endure it. Yep. Um, I think that there's a lot of the, the same thing applies to the flotation therapy. We find that people will float probably three times before they get into that groove that feels like it's much more easy to do. 
Um, but the first two times are kind of getting used to the, the area and, and what you're supposed to do and what you're not supposed to do and how you're supposed to do it. And by the third time you float, you really start to let those types of things go. Um, I think the biggest thing that we're looking at with um, flotation therapy is um, the relaxation of the body that happens, the tension we hold in our bodies that happens that we don't necessarily know that we're hanging on to. So um, when we're magnesium deficient, our muscles and our nerves don't quite work the way they properly should. But when we have magnesium that's appropriate in levels in our body, then all of a sudden our muscles and our nerves um, optimi optimally perform. Um, so I will day after day see people go into the float pod and their faces are tight and their shoulders are high and their bodies are more stiff. I'll see them come out of that same door an hour and a half later and the first thing they do is That tells me that they didn't know things were tight there mm -hmm. in their neck and shoulders, in their body. But since, and it's that fast, it, the magnesium, the Epsom salt absorbs right through your skin, goes into your bloodstream, much more effective and a faster um, entry than if we were to take oral supplements for magnesium. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't disrupt your GI system. Sure. Yeah. So, so I can see it almost immediately having an effect in people, their faces are more relaxed, more full. Um, they have that heavy sigh. I always say if I were to take a three second video of every single person coming out of those doors, back to back to back to back, you would see people just going, <sighs> the relaxation response. Yep. Yep. No, I can definitely, you know, I can see that. And, you know, to your point about the, you were talking about the first two times, there's that aspect of uh, internal uncomfortableness or resistant. I, I remember because I had experience floating, but long time ago. And so it'd been a long time since I had, and I forgot certain things. And, um, and, and I don't, I mean, obviously without having any, any aspect of, um, clock inside the, inside the pod. So I, I had no idea how long this was going on. I would guess it was somewhere between 10 and 15 minutes that I was doing exactly what you said. There was this, there was this resistance that I was struggling with. And, and, and at some point that let go and, 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 and I, and again, I don't know if it could have been five minutes. It felt like it was more like a, a 10 or 15 minutes that I was, uh, you know, I, I don't, for me, I know it's an internal fighting. Um, it's a, it's a, it's not, it's not accepting, right? And um, and is resi uh, resistance. And so, um, but I do remember that piece. And then there, then from that till till the end, there was an extended, there was an extended time period. So that's why I, I guesstimated that it was the first ten or fifteen minutes. I don't, I don't know for sure how long. Um, but uh, but yeah, that was. Um, I can see how that would be a pretty common uh, experience for people when they, when they come in because it's new and, and the, and, and to your point, 
for for them not to not to either shy away from it because of that or to give up on it uh before they get to that third session or get to that 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 space yeah there there are a lot of different um things that are going on every day in our brains that have to do with how we relate to the outside world so we're sitting here i'm listening to you you're listening to me we're doing things in our body to keep ourselves upright so that we don't fall over. <laughs> we're hearing things in our environment so that we make sure that we're safe in this spot. Um, so much is going on in all of our senses. When we go into the float pod, it's all wiped out. It's mm -hmm. all wiped away. So we keep the water at the same temperature as the outside of your skin. So you don't really even feel the water. You don't even really feel your body. We don't want to just make you feel like you're floating in mid in water, but maybe even floating in midair. Mm. Um, we do the best to keep our space um, soundproof. We've done a lot of work with the room, double walling and a lot of other things to do that. And um, so that you don't hear anything. And we have the option and we turn off the lights so that maybe you don't see anything. So all that normal stimuli that's coming into the brain every second, um, analyzing things is shut off. And so the brain really and truly gets a moment to heal, to rest. It's like a reset for your central nervous system. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I can definitely see, see that aspect of, 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 because of the lack of stimulation um, of outside stimulation uh, you know, there, I could see how the body would be able to recharge or reboot from that aspect of it. And, but I also could see how for some individuals or maybe most individuals, it would be challenging to not have the, um, have the distractions I'm holding up my phone that were, that we're used to, um, on a, on a normal everyday moment. So for 60 minutes, there's no phone, there's no, there's no distractions. Um, and, and so then what are you going to do with those thoughts? Right. And so, um, so I often say that the float pod will give you exactly what you need. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. you're right. There is no distraction. You don't have access to your phone. And so when you say distraction, I also think of it as we entertain ourselves. Mm -hmm. Think about, I mean, I'm 57. I grew up with the television. That's yeah. what we did for entertainment in the evening. That's what we did to be with our families. Yeah. Um, then when I was in high school, computers were introduced and um, books can even be that way, even though they seem a little bit more um, with higher purpose. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but we, we are attuned to tuning into something that entertains us. Mm -hmm. And, and, and maybe on that higher note, we always want to hear a story. And, and, and those things are good. But how often we do get told stories, um, maybe that's the difficulty. But like you said, um, most people will go into the float pod and they wonder what they're going to do for that time frame. It kind of reminds you of the, that classic aspect of addiction 
well, if I don't smoke, what am I going to do all day? Yeah. If I yeah. don't do this, what am I going to do all day? I'll be bored. I won't have anything to do. And so it's mm -hmm. kind of following that same addiction pattern. Mm -hmm. And when you go in the float, all of a sudden you're noticing your heartbeat. You can hear your heartbeat underneath of the water. That might be a little challenging also for some people at first, but then it starts to become something that you get very used to and it becomes very calming. And then you can hear your breath and you take a nice deep breath and you can hear that. So you start pulling yourself down out of your thinking mind and into the feeling sensations of your body. And one of the things I love about the float pond is when you get the opportunity to turn the lights out, If you open your eyes and you close your eyes and you open your eyes again, it's the same. It looks the same. To me, it looks kind of grayish and kind of um, uh, fuzzy. <laughs> and to your point earlier of saying womb-like, it's, 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 it's round. You're floating in water. I mean, how could you recreate being in the womb anymore <laughs> you know um so you have this comfort and you have this 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 um safe feeling the other thing i like about that is if you're closing your eyes or you're opening your eyes and it's black either way you develop this sensation of expansion but the walls aren't there anymore Mm -hmm. yeah yeah very very much very much i that was my experience um this this last time when i was at when i was at forest city um and and i think you know i i went that day because of some stuff that i was wrestling with i went there intentional um and it, and it was just one of those it just happened to happen this day you know that i worked earlier in that morning I had a chiropractic appointment and then I went from my chiropractor appointment to my physical therapy appointment where I do weekly myofascia um, release. And I did that. And then I left therapy and then drove, drove to your place. So it was like back to back to back of, of these things. And interestingly enough though, is that during, during the time period where I'm usually able to let go during therapy, um, during the myofascial, I wasn't that day. And I was very much stuck in my head, could not, um, could not, I, I was just stuck in my head. I couldn't get present. And, um, and so my, on the drive down to, to Forest City, the whole time I was, my intention was, because I knew what was happening. I was caught in my head and I was very spiritually disconnected. And, um, and that was my, mantra prayer whatever you it was just about wanting to be in god's presence wanting and i knew what was stopping me from god's presence was my thinking you know <laughs> and um and so uh and so that that was um that was what i was yearning for and of course at the very beginning of it it was anything but that <laughs> because i was i was fighting it you know and um and then at, and at some point um that was what i experienced what i experienced was was a spiritual experience and of of the sense of love and the sense of energy of love and so that that was the um 
totally didn't expect it though i was yearning it and and desiring it but that was what i walked away with um and uh it's it's uh and then again i've i recognize that in my case um and maybe most people i'm i'm the one who blocks my experience with uh being in god's presence no one else can it's just it's entirely up to kevin to do that <laughs> so um so yeah, but I, I, like I said, I totally appreciated uh, that that opportunity to do that, and um, and so I know that you had shared about some research regarding, you know, if I had someone who was uh, struggling with anxiety or struggling with depression, um, you know, and which is the two broad common things that people come into counseling for. What what has some of the research shown that are beneficial for people to float who may be struggling with some mental health issues? Well, I would say it's all in the magnesium. Okay. Because they say that magnesium is the relax element. Okay. It's the relax um, mineral. And it... Let's see. So I'm going to um, reference the the research study that was done in, I believe it was 2013, 2014. Um, Dr. Justin Feinstein, at the time he was with um, uh, Lieber, the Laureate Institute on Brain Research. And they had 50 participants. Some were previously experienced meditators, some were non-meditators and had never done it before. Um, they had all 50 participants who had, um, I, I, it was randomized, I think some of them had uh, mental health issues and some, like half of them had mental health issues and half of them did not. Um, they had the groups um, either watch a, a BBC Earth program or they had them float. Mm. And in all 50 of the participants, they had the sensation of uh, serenity and relaxation just go skyrocketing with the flotation therapy and just a little bit with watching the Earth program, um, but also the sense of muscle relaxation. Um, just off the charts um, after, after the, the flotation therapy. And what they had said was a lot of the people in this study um, had been struggling with mental health issues for a good portion of their life. Um, and had tried many different things. And I think it was close to 100% of the participants had, had said that flotation therapy had had an impact on their anxiety and stressors um, and how they felt for up to 72 hours after the float, um, more than anything they've ever tried in their entire life. Mm. Okay. So extremely um, statistically significant. Well, it's yeah. inter it's interesting that you use the you said reference that it was seventy two hours the impact of it. I have had different 
throughout my life had different spiritual experiences that, that would have this, I, I refer to it as a spiritual high that would last certain certain days afterwards. And it was, this was, I did the float on a Friday and it was about Sunday evening, which would have been uh, about 48 to, uh, you know, close, close to that third day time period where I was, um, and finally started coming down off of that. But it was, uh, and, and it probably really wasn't till Monday completely, but it was definitely in, into Sunday and throughout Sunday that I was feeling feeling that uh, after effects of, of, of it. So it wasn't just during the float or immediately uh, coming out of it, but it, it, it lasted throughout the weekend. So, so, well, well, Tammy, I, I thoroughly appreciated uh, being able to experience uh, your, your float pods and uh, at uh, Forest City Float. What would be the best way if someone was interested in uh, learning more about, um, for city float um your your yoga studio what was the best way um for them to reach out to going to our website at forcityfloat.com or namastestudios.co and that's going to take you straight to our um our schedule that you can take a look at uh booking floats uh saunas yoga, qigong, or any one of the other things that we do. Um, you can also find us at Forest City Float on Instagram or Facebook, and then the same for Namaste's videos. Perfect. Well, Tammy, again, thank you for spending some time with us today, having, having, uh, sharing your story, but also sharing some of the benefits that you have uh, discovered over time and what you're bringing to the, to the Rockford area with all the different alternative therapies that you're providing. And, um, and I know for me, at least they, um, without a doubt, they work. Um, and so I, I appreciate that. So um, again, thank you for being on the show today and sharing uh, sharing what your experience has been. So um, uh, again, this was one of a very profound experience that I had just, just um, in the last couple months. And um, and it has uh, led to me being able to have uh, some breakthroughs. And if you think someone um, might be able to benefit, either yourself or someone else might benefit from, I would really encourage you to contact uh, Forest City Float and Tammy um, regarding how you may be able to have a, a similar type of experience. Um, again, as always, thank you for being with us. And I look forward to being with you next week. <laughs>